On today's show, we're going to talk about the Kimball Walker buyout news. Also, rookie contracts have been announced. The Thunder Summer League roster. What to watch for at Summer League and when to watch Summer League. All of that and more on today's episode of Locked on Thunder on the Locked on Podcast Network, your teams every day. You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at L-O Thunderpod. Email the show, L-O Thunderpod at gmail.com. Call into the show for 05-362-7128. Make sure you also go check out thundersintentions.com for all of that great content over there on thundersintentions.com. On today's show. We're going to dive into the Oklahoma City Thunder announcing their Summer League roster, what to watch for at Summer League. We also have the Kemba Walker buyout news and all the details that go along with that, as well as some news around the rookie contracts with Josh Giddy and Trey Mann. Let's start, though, with the Kemba Walker news. So this comes from our good friend Keith Smith, friend of the podcast, who's been on here multiple times of uh, Spotrack.com. And the news is that Kemba Walker is giving back $20 million. We knew that in this buyout, Kemba Walker had to be giving back some amount of money to make it worthwhile because while the Thunder benefit from a buyout, so does Kemba Walker. He needs to go to the destination he wants to go to, he needs to go to New York. And he gives back $20 million. Now, this can be more than that also if you factor in a potential offset. What the offset would mean is that there is a world where when the season's over, you can go back and offset what New York pays to Walker as kind of an offset of what you already owe Walker. So it could get more than $20 million. But for now, let's just stick at $20 million. So here's the deal. You trade for Kimball Walker, get the 16th overall pick. Trade that pick for two more future first-round picks. And in the end, you buy out Kimball Walker. Was this a good move? What does it all mean? The Thunder had to spend money this offseason. They had to. They're not the salary cap floor. And, and even now, as these trade exceptions probably are going to expire without being used, they're still going to not be at the salary cap floor. They had to use the money in some capacity. So they use it by taking on Kimball Walker and getting a couple first-round picks. And the, the buyout for Kimball Walker benefits everybody. The Thunder do not have to worry about rehabbing him, do not have to worry about trying to reshape his image, do not have to worry about balancing minutes with Shea and Josh Giddy and Trey Mann and Tail Maldon and Ty Jerome, they can just simply play the way they want to play. They had to spend this money anyway, and who were they going to spend it on? Sure, you can have the dreams of John Collins or Lori Markin or whoever the restricted free agent was, Lonzo, that, that you really wanted, but those players were not going to choose Oklahoma City in terms of Collins and Marketing. I didn't really want Zach Collins. Devontae Graham had, had a situation with New Orleans. Like, who were you going to spend the money on whenever you have to spend the money anyway? And it appears that they're not going to stretch this out. They're just going to pay him out this year next year. 
And then he's off the books and it doesn't matter. And again, even while buying out Kemba Walker, once these exceptions expire, the Thunder will be under the salary cap floor. They still have all the money in the world to go sign where marketing's out there right now. If they wanted to. And it doesn't appear like they want to, but who knows? This in no way limits the Thunder financially to buy out Kemba Walker right now. In no way. It actually helps them in a multitude of ways. You still have a ton of assets. You, know, you, didn't, you didn't lose one for trading Kimba. You still have a ton of cap space. And you now have a ton of minutes to go around with your multitude of guards. What you should have been upset about is if after all this time, right? Think about the, think about the kind of the other side of this coin. If you don't like this Kimba Walker buyout, after all this time of Sam Presti just jamming down your throat, asset accumulation, asset accumulation, right? We're sacrificing this year. We're sacrificing next year. We're doing it all for tanking and asset accumulation. After a year of hearing that from everybody, Sam Presti, myself, everybody, if instead of just buying out Kemba Walker, they attach those assets to him to move him to be a cheap franchise and to not pay him, that's what you should be upset about. In this way, and I usually don't use this line a lot, but it's the owner's money. Who cares? Now, in general, I don't like that line because it does impact your franchise and your fandom if an owner goes out there and overpays for a, a free agent that's not very good. But in this scenario, if you get the clearance from your ownership group to buy out Kimba Walker's contract and have all of those added benefits, the minutes, the keeping of the assets, and get him where he wants to go, a player who I'm not sure would make it through the Thunder car wash on the other side. So you'd also be keeping him, right? And it's not a guarantee that you can flip him later on. I'm not sure he still has that juice left. He might, but it's not a sure thing. Without Horford, it was a sure thing. I said it from the moment they traded for him. All he needed was a change of scenery. All he needed was a new offensive system. He cannot play next to a Joel Embiid. With, with Chris Paul, you couldn't have expected the leap he took with Oklahoma City, but you knew if you just hold, held on to him, something would happen where maybe you don't get what they got, you know, Ty Jerome, future first-round pick. You don't get that, but you at least get off of his contract. With Kimba Walker, it's, there's no guarantee you would have gotten off of that contract. That, this would have been a, a big test for Sam Presti to, to keep him and try to flip him again. And also it would hurt your current team because if he does have the juice left, which I hope he does. I hope he has a lot of success in New York. If he does have the juice left, he then raises your floor and you're back to where you were last year where you're having to scramble and tank for half a season and then you get left out in the cold instead of tanking from the word go. And by tanking, of course, just being a young roster that cannot put it all together to win a basketball game until you lose more games. He'd help you win a couple games. And a couple games is the difference. Last year, you were a game away from being a top three pick getting a top three pick. A game away. But you played out Horford too much. Played George Hill too much. You waited too long. And then you lost to the Clippers. You know, you beat the Clippers. So a game matters. Again, it goes back to what I said last year. You're looking at the standings differently now. Just as a game can determine if you're the three seed or the six seed, a game can determine if you're the third pick or the fifth pick or the sixth pick or the tenth pick. It really genuinely matters. So that this buyout makes a ton of sense for everybody. For Kimball Walker, you're not wasting a year. Even if Kimball Walker had juice left and he turned his turned his averages around and he stayed healthy and he kept playing, even if that happened for him, that is a year wasted 
if you look at this in an hourglass sort situation where the, the sand's running out, that is at least a couple beads of sand that just went to the other side that you're not going to get back playing for a team who's trying to be a lottery team because their pick is lottery protected. Whereas now you get to buy out, you give money back, sure. You get to buy out though and you get to go spend what's left of your NBA career at a place you want to be in New York where you're, you're with the Knicks, a Knicks team who had some success last year, who needed that kind of bucket getter in the playoffs and you're hoping Kimba Walker, if you're in New York, can be that. I just don't see a flaw in this for any situation, for any, for any side, for Kimba's side, for the Thunder side. This is perfect. The Thunder had to spend the money anyway, and they did so while picking up a couple first-round picks instead of going out there and just throwing a ton of money at bad free agents. They did it the smart way. They did it the, the way that we'd expect them to. Now, again, I don't usually like to lean on the owner money aspect of it, because the owner's money can directly impact everybody if he spends it poorly or she spends it poorly. But this is not a poor use of it because you weren't going to lower away a top free agent this year. You're not going to do it next year either. It doesn't appear that they've kind of stretched this past that, so you're going to be back to being a clean uh, cap team after that. Everyone wins in this scenario. Coming up, we're going to talk about the rookie contracts, how Trey Mann and Josh Giddy have signed, what's going on with Aaron Wiggins and JRE as well, and then talk about the Summer League roster as well as talk about what to watch for in Summer League and the Summer League schedule. All that coming up on today's show, which is brought to you by Stat Hero. Now, Stat Hero is awesome. It really is. Did you know that 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? Is that really surprising to you? Because the game is rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who are in those lineups who have more tools and more time than you. So you do not stand a chance. That's why we're introducing Stat Hero. It's the first ever daily fantasy sport book that puts the players in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineup. They just show it to you. Here's the lineup. And they dare you to beat them. It's you versus the house in the head-to-head fantasy matchup. You name your stakes, winner takes all. You have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you their lineup ahead of time. They're just showing it to you. No one else does that. You are in total control. Stat Hero is daily fantasy sports the way it was meant to be played, one-on-one. Listen, you're going to try it out so much. I I love daily fantasy sports. You'll love Stat Hero. It's a great way to play daily fantasy sports. Play Stat Hero now and change the odds in your favor. Go to stathero.com slash locked on to sign up for free right now. You can get three times back on your first play by going to locked on. It's stathero.com slash locked on. They're giving you 300% match. That's unheard of. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. Stathero.com slash locked on. We are back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Let's talk about the rookie contracts. So Trey Mann and Josh Giddy both signed their rookie deals on Sunday. Expected. It's all slotted. Awesome. Of course, the Oklahomans reporting that Aaron Wiggins has signed a two-way deal with the Thunder, taking away one of their two-way spots, but he's locked up. The only rookie that we don't know anything about yet is JRE. 
Jeremiah Robinson Earl is unsigned for now. But if we're guessing, I would expect him to sign a contract that is that of a late first round pick. So it's a guaranteed, it's an NBA deal, and it's going to shape up similar to the slot of a late first round pick. That's the contract update for the rookies. We'll see where JRE falls. That's where I'm going to predict that he falls. Now, the Summer League roster was finally announced on Saturday, I believe, right before the Sunday game. Charlie Brown Jr. is on the roster. Oscar De La Silva is on the roster. Rob Edwards, Josh Giddy, Josh Hall, Jalen Horde, Jalen LeCue, Taylor Marathon, Trey Mann, Jeremiah Robson Earl, Aaron Wiggins, Emmett Williams, and Ryan Woolridge. Let's talk about him. Ryan Woolridge was on the blue roster last year. Fun little player, not much there. It's kind of like a reward to him for being so good for the blue last year. Same with Rob Edwards. Fun little player, not much there in terms of the NBA. A fun little nod to him because he played so well for the blue last year in the bubble. Now, let's go to Charlie Brown Jr. Charlie Brown Jr. is one of the more fascinating players to watch because he's on a fully non-guaranteed contract, meaning the Thunder can waive him at any time with no penalty to them. So they can just they can just cut him loose and get that roster spot for whatever they need it for leading up to the season. So he has a five-game stretch here to really kind of try to solidify his spot in the roster. Is there anything he can do? Because it's such an easy cut to make, a guy who's on a non-guaranteed deal. Is there anything he can do in these five games to kind of prove he should stay on this roster? We'll see. Oscar De La Silva, just a filler to me. I don't really think that he'll be anything in the NBA. I think that he could be like a nice player for the blue, a nice training camp body, but ultimately he's really nothing uh, right now. We'll see if that kind of changes over the, over the course of the summer league. I think that by the proxy of him being one of the taller players on the roster and him kind of getting spoon-fed by these guards, that fans are going to fall in love with him. I just don't see the talent there in terms of the NBA talent. But we'll see. He has five games to do it. Rob Edwards, again, a guy that played well for the Blue last year doesn't really mean anything. Josh Giddy, of course, the sixth overall pick. Josh Giddy has a ton of fun summer league storylines. We'll talk about them coming up. Josh Hall, of course, spent last year on the two-way contract, was hurt most of the year, but did show flashes as a nice driver and even some shooting upside. So we'll see what Josh Hall can do. Jalen Horde spent last year on the two-way deal as well. Played solid, which like, he didn't play overwhelmingly great. He did not play bad. He just played solid. He played his role very well. Uh, we'll see if that kind of aligns with what the Thunder want because the Thunder have been trying to take these upside swings and trying to kind of go for broke. And I don't think that Jalen Horde is going for broke. I think that Jalen Horde is what he is. A very competent, a very good, solid contributor. Not going to be flashy. Not going to be amazing. Just going to be a nice 10th man on the roster. That's not really going for broke, which the Thunder kind of wanted to do. We'll see if they change that philosophy with Jalen Horde, who's best friends with Aaron Wiggins. Of course, Aaron Wiggins, the 55th overall pick in this year's draft and is now in a two-way deal. That covers Jaylen, that covers Aaron Wiggins as well. And then Jalen LeCue. Remember, Jalen LeCue was in the Chris Paul trade last year. And he's like a lifelong Thunder fan. Like, he was so excited to be on the Thunder whenever he got traded over there to the Thunder. And the Thunder immediately trade him to Indiana. And he's back now on the Thunder roster for the Summer League. I imagine they'll take him into training camp and see where it goes, and then they'll kind of move him to the OKC Blue. I don't think that Jalen LeCue is an NBA player, but I do think he's a really fun G League player if he wants to stick around and play for the G League team. But we'll see if he can get some minutes here in Vegas. And then, of course, we have Taylor Maldon, who, of course, led this team in minutes last year. and was a very, very, very good rookie. Hit a rookie wall a little bit. No big deal. Why it's important to have Taylor Maldon on this roster, I think, is that the fact that he didn't get to play against G League competition. And he didn't need to. He was very good against NBA competition. But he was not afforded the luxury to play in Summer League last year because of COVID and also was not afforded the luxury of playing in the bubble last year. So he never got to just put his foot down and just dominate teams. 
the way that he could have if he got those two opportunities. So the getting the confidence boost of dominating teams like he would uh, he did yesterday, like he will for the rest of this this summer league season, will be good for his confidence. I think heading into next year. Trey Mann, of course, the 18th overall pick this year, very talented offensive player. We'll see if that translates. Jeremiah Robinson Earl, of course, the 32nd overall pick for the Thunder, and then you have Emmett Williams. Ah, Emmett Williams. I, I wonder if he's even going to play for the summer league team if he logs minutes at all. They are there's got to be into the bench guys, and he kind of fits that mold. So what to watch for at Summer League? The number one thing to watch for is Josh Giddy and how he plays off ball. Now, he did sprain his left ankle on Sunday's game. We'll see if he kind of can play again or if the Thunder are going to shut him down. No word on that yet, but he did sprain his left ankle uh, in, on Sunday. Next game is on the 11th on Wednesday, so we'll see if that's enough kind of layover time for him to play. But Josh Giddy playing off ball because he mentioned he's never played with another guard before. He's never played with a guard like Shea. And he's never played with another lead guard that can ball handle. That responsibility has always been on him. Can he weather that storm and play off ball with his shooting numbers? He's got to improve from beyond the arc to do that. We'll see how it kind of translates to the NBA game right now. It's a little taste of it. Trey Mann also. How does Trey Mann translate to the NBA game? I think that we're going to get a good starting point for Trey Mann in this summer stretch. Because if he's looking confused or lost offensively, which is kind of his calling card, it might signal, hey, this guy probably needs to start with the G League team. Just start there, get some confidence, kind of progress into the NBA lifestyle, and then play in the NBA. We'll see how much how much he's ready for after this summer. And then Taylor Maldon's confidence boost, we mentioned before, but he should, and he has so far, dominated the competition. He came back just jacked. He should run through this league, this summer league. It'll be fun to watch him progress all year long. Now, JRE playing center minutes because the Thunder want to go positionless. They want to go small ball. They want to go versatility-wise and have guys who can all rebound and all run the floor, yada, yada, yada. That's been a, a sticking point for this team since Mark took over and even, even before that a little bit for Sam Presti. That's not just a kind of throwaway line. Like They truly mean positionless. They truly mean that. They're, they're looking for their advantage. They're looking for their version of of money ball and baseball. Like they're looking for how's a small market. Can we build a team that is built around market inefficiencies that let us progress past what small market teams typically get to do. And they think that just getting a team full of playmakers is the best way to do that. Cause if everybody can move and dribble and pass, eventually that motion and that offense is going to break down a defense. Eventually we'll see if they're right. But if you want to go small, you need to have a center who is small, who you trust to play down low. And JRE has a frame to do that. He has the defensive IQ to do that. Will it go to flourish in the way that the Thunder want it to? Because it kind of defeats, defeats the purpose of playing small if you just have everybody collapse in the paint to kind of try to protect the rim and you leave five shooters open. That does make a ton of sense. You know, of course, four shooters open because the one guy's driving to the rim. But nonetheless... Do you have a center on this roster? And we will see that until you know the all-star break that you trust to play center on an island. For example, last year, Roby did this very well. Roby Shore got scored on a ton by Jokic. Jokic ate him for breakfast, but it was nothing that Roby did wrong. Roby was always in good position. He was always contesting the shot, but Jokic was just bigger than him. And so the Thunder conceded that, that mismatch. They conceded the two to protect the three, and went down the court and tried to get a three. You should play that way if you're a team that wants to play small. You have to trust your guy down low and not help him. 
Because if you help him and leave a shooter open, then you're not doing two things. You're not defending the rim. You're not defending the perimeter. Can you trust JRE down low by himself? Getting a taste of that in the summer league will be very fascinating. Coming up, we'll talk about more storylines in the, in the uh, summer league schedule. All coming up. But first, I want to say right now, better good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar. And it tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCK15. Get 15% off of your next order at BuiltBar.com. They have amazing flavors. Coconut, Cherry Barcia, Raspberry, Mint Brownie, Double Chocolate, Salted Caramel, Strawberry, Orange, Cookies and Cream, German Chocolate. They have so many great flavors. My personal favorite is Cookies and Cream. You can try it out today by going to BuiltBar.com. If you don't believe me, though, my favorite flavor, that's okay. It's okay. Order the mixed box. The mixed box gives you two of each flavor. You can try them all out and then reorder the flavor you love the most. Most bars come with 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, five grams of sugar, and five grams of that carbs. They're amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy, all amazing. Try them out today by going to bookbar.com and using promo code LOCK15 for 15% off of your next order. And Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. It's pretty cool. Go try it out today. You can use them pre-workout or post-workout or even as a meal replacement. Try it out. Bookbar.com, promo code LOCK15, 15% off of your next order. I want to tell you right now about our good friends over at betonline.ag. BetOnline is your online sportbook expert. You can bet on baseball, MLB, NBA, NHL, UFC, MMA, everything, even football, even NFL, preseason, and as college starts, college football as well. You can even bet on the NBA Summer League, but you can also bet on future bets. And what that is, is like awards. So for example, Josh Giddy has the sixth best odds to win Rookie of the Year. You can go place a value bet if you think that Josh Giddy will win Rookie of the Year as a player who gets a ton of minutes as a rookie and will get a ton of bulk action as a rookie. Can he compile the stats needed to get the Rookie of the Year award? We'll see. 1600 Go bet that for Josh Giddy. You can do all of that fun stuff at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is your online sportbook experts. They are incredible. Head over to the website right now. Whenever you go to their website, BetOnline.ag, you can sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at BetOnline. Your online sportbook expert, promo code LOCKEDON, will get you that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportbook experts. We are back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at L-O Thunderpod. Email the show, L-O-Thunderpod at gmail.com. Call into the show, 405-362-7128. Now, let's get back to these Summer League storylines. You got a very fun Summer League battle right now, which is going to carry over to training camp battles in preseason battles, and that is, of course, the fact of Josh Hall competing with Jalen Horde. You've got one two-way deal left after giving one out to Aaron Wiggins, and you've got two guys who realistically could be on two-way deals in Josh Hall and Jalen Horde. My personal leaning is Josh Hall. I think he has much more upside, has kind of that it factor and, and that athleticism that you would look for. I love the way he drives to the rim. You saw a nice Euro step yesterday. I want to go with Josh Hall here for the Thunder, but Jalen Hoare's not out of it. So it feels like these two guys will battle for that final two-way contract. So that's going to be a fun thing to watch for as the season progresses in the summer league and also in the preseason camps and all that stuff. And then again, Charlie Brown Jr., non-guaranteed deal, should be an easy cut. I think that everybody, as you pencil in your roster projections, are projecting the Thunder kind of cut him, 
because it's a non-guaranteed deal. But can he do anything these five games to stand out and make you save his spot? We'll see. We'll see. And the last thing to watch for is who will Thunder Twitter get tricked by this year? Who will win the Summer 11 Award where you just love a player who's just a random, gimmicky, no-good player that dominates in the Summer League but cannot play in the NBA? You see this all the time. Deontay Burton is one of the most prevalent ones. Kevin Hervey is another one who just would dominate in the Summer League and everybody's like, why aren't you giving Kevin Hervey a chance? And then he got a little chance and it was not very good in the NBA. Who's going to be that guy this year for the Thunder? Somebody will come out of nowhere, play really well, and then Thunder fans will be like, well, why aren't you giving him a chance? And then they're not very good. The Summer League schedule. Detroit Pistons on the 8th yesterday. That was a win. They're 1-0. August 11th, they'll play New Orleans. August 13th, they'll play Golden State. August 14th, they'll play Indiana. And either on the 16th or the 17th, they'll play an additional game. But that will be determined after the standings are released because the top two teams will play each other in the championship round. So we'll see if the Thunder can get that championship after going 1-0 against Detroit. On tomorrow's show, we're going to recap that game in full against the Detroit Pistons. We'll also talk about the Summer League ahead and what's happening around the league in Summer League and so much more. So make sure you subscribe. Make sure you listen in tomorrow. Make sure you go tell a friend, tell your family members, tell everybody to listen to Locked on Thunder. And until then, be good and be good to one another.